0: Hello, we are Drama Bonded.
1: Welcome to Drama Bonded. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we're going to talk about Chocolate Week.
0: Yeah, we are. Um, just to follow back on last week's podcast, uh, <laughs> we fixed it, but when we first released the episode, there was a technical issue in the episode where um, we were only hearing Jess's voice. So if you were one of the people that has our um, our podcast automatically download, which, side note, thank you so much. We love you. Um, and you were like, what the hell is going on? We fixed the episode, very shortly after we realized the mistake. But if you want to go back and listen to it, it is
1: fixed. And we really apologize about that little hiccup. Yeah. um, We're, we're kind of a ragtag team of podcasters. We don't always <laughs> yeah. know what we're doing, but we're learning as we go. So thank you for your patience on that. Yeah. Also, if by chance you hear something and you're like, wow, this sounds terrible, we want to know. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We're going to be really grateful. So... Yes. Thanks, thanks to Appy for reaching out to tell me too. <laughs> and thanks to Saul for editing our podcast always. Oh my gosh, yeah. He does a lot of work. He probably, like it isn't easy to show up in podcasts, but like if Mandy and I had to edit our own shit, I there probably wouldn't be a podcast. That is true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so huge shout out to Solomon. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Okay, so we don't have a candy review this week, but I brought in a little fun thing that I thought would be entertaining to talk with Jess about, and she doesn't really know anything about it. Um, But last night, I was laying in bed on my phone, as one does, and I Mm -hmm. found this post that says, a viral list of places women refuse to go on a first date is sparking massive debates.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I'm ready.
0: Okay, so this is kind of a long list, so we don't have to spend too much time on each one, but I thought that maybe... We could just go through the list, and we'd say agree or disagree to if we would go on our first date there. Okay. Okay. And if we want to expand on any of the answers, that's fine. Uh, Number one, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. I like their cheesecake, if nothing else.
1: Also, their food is so calorically dense, which also means it's so delicious. Like, I... I don't know. Like, I don't want to go there all the time, but a first date? Yeah. So you'll be more full, less drunk, and lots of yummy carbs.
0: So you'll be in a better mood. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, two, Applebee's. Oh, I don't like Applebee's. Yeah, I wouldn't do Applebee's. Uh, three is Chili's. No. Uh, Maybe not a first date. I would go to Chili's as like a funny thing because I enjoy their chips and salsa and their chocolate lava cake, but maybe not a first date.
1: Fair. Um. <laughs> Chipotle. On a first date? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on with who. Like thinking about Saul and I going on a first date to Chipotle? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's casual
0: enough that it can just be like, that's almost the equivalent of like a coffee date. Yeah. Or I mean? a le- yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Olive Garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are <laughs> I would you do kidding that? me? Those breadsticks? Yeah. Yes. And it's also
1: inexpensive. So. Uh, the movies. That is a weird first date always because I am such a talker. Yeah, you're not interacting
0: at all. And then I feel like there's like weird pressure to hold hands and stuff. No, no touching. Yeah,
1: no movies for me. I, yeah, not on a first date. I guess, I mean, mine and Saul's official first date was at like an Italian chain restaurant and then to go see Freddy Krueger. But we kind of already had had like we'd hung out and done stuff like so that like you were acquainted. Yeah, we knew each other before we went and saw the movie. So like, I guess if you've got like a fun rapport with somebody already and then your first official date is a movie that works. But like if somebody asks you out and you don't have that and you go to a movie, say no. That's awkward. Go to coffee. Okay, your house. No, no way. (laughs) I kind of hate that. It's like the equivalent of Netflix and chill. And not to say that like this isn't even a sexism thing of like women deserve to be taken out, but like just go out, go do something, split the bill, see how each other interacts in the wild. Your home, one is not safe if you don't know somebody, and two, just I don't know. there's inherent
0: pressures being in someone's living space. I don't yeah, know.
1: I, I I don't love that as a as
0: a first date option. Yeah, that's a hell no for me. Um <laughs> Number eight, any fast food chain?
1: Listen. I am not one to judge people for liking fast food because I have. I think I've hit that age, though, where I've kind of just, like, I don't love fast food these days. So that—I wouldn't be mad about it, but I wouldn't, like, be as excited as I wish I could be. Right. I would rather go to Olive Garden.
0: Same. I— On the one hand, I kind of feel like the casual aspect like Chipotle makes this understandable, but I also would probably be unimpressed that it was the thing that was suggested. (laughs) Right. Like, get a little creative. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: No. Yeah. Well, I, I do love chicken wings.
0: Well, I do too. My issue with Buffalo Wild Wings is there's so many TV's.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that is also a very typical wing thing, right? Like a sports. Yeah, sports bar. Yeah, no, no sports bars.
0: I once had a guy tell me that he wouldn't take a girl on a date to a restaurant unless it was a sports bar. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, 10, wing stop. I think that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, 11, red lobster. Yeah. I feel like that's the same as Olive Garden. Those I'm biscuits? Yeah, those. I would go alone for the biscuits. Same. (laughs) Give me a cocktail and some garlic butter biscuits. Um, Okay, 12. I thought about this one, a buffet.
1: You know, if the buffet is good, absolutely. I love choose your own adventure with your food. Yeah. Because I can eat mashed potatoes, French fries in the same meal, and probably get a decent Rice Krispie Treat. That's true. Um, But some places aren't, are like better than others. So that kind of depends.
0: I, my thought was if the date is at all awkward, you have opportunities to get up
1: as many times as you want. Right. You got (laughs) to refill your chocolate milk. Sorry. I'll be right back.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to say yes. Um,
1: number 13, IHOP. Well, controversial. I would go for another diner, but IHOP is not my favorite pancake place. But, like, in theory, yes, I would be fine, but I would prefer pancakes from a better location. Fun fact,
0: I actually went on a terrifying first date to IHOP in college, uh, and I would never do that again.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay, so no for you for IHOP. Um,
0: 14 Denny's. I love Denny's. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they also... So for I love how you whispered that, I hope did people hear that? Dress loves. I love Denny. <laughs> so we used to have this tradition. Saul and I and his cousin Sean, where we would go eat like a hobbit before we would go see the Lord of the Rings movies. So oh, I love that. Yeah, oh yeah, Um and it kind of falls in line with like shitty diners. So that's that's kind of my jam. Yeah, I I'm I'm good with the first date at Denny's. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: I love that. I'd be. I would pick Denny's over IHOP. Um, yeah. Especially yes.
0: like if it's like a late night date. I don't know. Uh 15. The gym. Like uh like going to the gym? I yeah, I guess just a like a gym.
1: I would not do that. I mean, yeah, as a first date, that can be a little weird. I mean, you could like I think a class might be a little better, like body pump, yoga. CrossFit. Let's, like, let's put it in the context of it could
0: be like whatever type of gym you normally go to. I'm just picturing in this case like a CrossFit gym.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. As, like
0: doing a CrossFit class together. And even that to me is
1: kind of anxiety inducing. Dude, wouldn't you just want to like rip him a new asshole though and just be so good at CrossFit and like really? Yeah, that's
0: the problem. It's like me being the competitive person that I am, I would just want to beat him and then it's like. Is that like the best thing to want to do on a first
1: date? <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I, I could see this going well, or just be. That's a maybe for me. Okay, Depends, maybe. Um, like I wouldn't much rather do like a yoga or a Pilates class where it's
0: like we could just. Flow through something together.
1: <laughs> when Saul and I were dating, we did a lot of yoga classes at Twenty Four Hour Fitness together. Like in the early days, it was yeah, very I think fun. That's cute, yeah. I, I
0: liked it. Depends on the type of gym, I guess. Okay, number sixteen, church. No, no way. Uh, going on seventeen, Starbucks. A better coffee shop than yes. Um. Well, the next one is coffee dates. Coffee dates. Yeah. Which I'm like, why is <laughs> that? Doesn't.
1: That's stupid. Those are two. Those are not separate.
0: Um, Yeah, I would prefer a better coffee shop. But I would also say I'd prefer Starbucks over some of these other ones just because I think coffee is like an easy, casual thing you can chat over. So it's interesting that just like coffee dates is on this list as like something that women don't want to do on their first
1: date because I feel like coffee dates are one of the most casual, safe options. (laughs) Yeah, because there can be fast. You're in and out in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Pound that coffee. Uh so confusing. Uh nineteen. Ice cream dates. Oh yeah. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Twenty. Family functions. No. no. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty-one, movie night. Uh like Netflix and chill. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Twenty-two, somewhere that requires a long drive. No. No. Do not get stuck in a car with somebody. No. Also, like what if you hate I don't know. Maybe 20 minutes in, all of a sudden, you're, you happen to be talking about talking about something like politics or something, and you realize, like, oh, God, I don't know if I can handle being with this person very much longer, and you're driving somewhere that's an hour away, and then you have to do the thing and drive an hour back?
1: I would just get out of the car. yeah, Just, like, like walk. Just be like, I need to go to the bathroom and just never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so, no. No, yeah, that's the right answer. 23, bowling. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> really? I love bowling. Bowling is so fun, and I am so bad at it. But
0: I'm also bad at it, but I, it still brings out my competitive side, and I think I would be distracted by how bad that I'm doing instead of just being able to enjoy the date. Yeah, don't know. that's fair. Um, nightclubs. Nope. I'm going to say no. You can't really get me.
1: It's so loud. You can't even get to know each other very well like that. I am officially too old for that too. Like I, that can't be my first date. Hookah bar. Sure. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, it's not my fave, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, a bar just for drinks.
0: Sure. Yeah, I would say I would err on
1: the earlier side of the night though. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, like a like a six thirty seven drink, and then yeah, like
0: an after work drink. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't go to a bar for drinks after like eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, Waffle House. We don't have those here. I think it's just like I a fast we food breakfast place.
1: We do. There was one where, uh, on like I can't remember if it's still seven hundred east at that point, but like seven hundred nine hundred east. Oh. I didn't know that. Uh, South, yeah. Like, just past um, 72 or 7800 South? Is that like... uh,
0: I don't remember. But I'll take your word
1: for it. Last one. Maybe don't take my word for it, but okay. Sports event. No.
0: I just feel like I guess you can interact more at a sporting event than you can a movie. But if he's really into the team you're seeing or he's all about being really, I guess this could also be a woman asking a woman out. But in my head, I'm sorry. I'm just (laughs) picturing a male-female date. Um, if, If your date is really into whatever is happening in front of you instead of, you know, wanting to spend time getting to know you and talk to you, it could be kind of a
1: bad situation as far as like quality time together for sure that's just that can be really off-putting it's similar to a sports bar but probably worse yeah um, it's also loud yeah also i'm wrong it's a belgian waffle and omelet inn that i'm thinking about it's not okay the waffle i house. know which one you're thinking of i don't know i don't I in my head it's always been a waffle house but it's an inn excuse me okay well i don't think i would go to a waffle house so okay
0: Okay. That was my little fun thing. I like it. Yeah.
1: So those were controversial. Those it, were the ones that women didn't want.
0: Yeah. And I, there was someone that list surprised me, which is why I wanted to talk to
1: you about it. Cause there were some that were, you know, oh hell no.
0: But then there were a lot that I was like, has something changed since I was last in the dating scene?
1: Because I would totally do a lot of these. Yeah. Number one cheesecake factory. What's wrong with you? Why would you not go?
0: <laughs> I guess maybe if, I don't know. Some people are judgmental about Cheesecake Factory, and I just like cheesecake, so I'm going to
1: say yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, thanks for that. That was fun. Okay, we're talking about Chocolate Week this week. I feel terrible. I feel like it's just written in the stars that Chocolate Week will always be the hottest week in the tent. Oh, my gosh. How stressful. It is stressful. Also, for anybody who's ever tried to temper chocolate, I apologize. I'm still trying to get over my cold. Um, It's so hard to do, and I only do it in December, and it takes me forever to get that chocolate to cool down, unless you have like a big marble slab where you can pour it out and kind of move it around. Man, it's hard to get chocolate down to the right temperature, and then if it's also 80, 90 degrees in there.
0: Good oh,
1: luck. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah, I just, my heart always goes out to these people during chocolate week when it's that warm, knowing how hard it is in the middle of December to do that.
0: <laughs> so we start with our signature, which is a tort,
1: um, which
0: I, I didn't know this, but I guess it's just basically a flourless chocolate cake.
1: Yeah, somewhere along the way, people thought that I liked those, and I don't. <laughs> I need Gluten. In my baked goods. And if there's not gluten, I don't know. It's It better be candy.
0: <laughs> I like flourless chocolate cake, but I need to be in the mood for it just because it's usually really dense and rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not something that I prefer all the time. But if I, you know, if I have a nice glass of red wine or an espresso, that sounds delicious.
1: Oh, that sounds like the right way to eat a chocolate tort. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. Um... Was there anybody's that, like, particularly stuck out to you? I'm trying to think. I was impressed that Rowan was just doing it with egg whites.
0: Uh, That is technically harder. And I also liked his espresso buttercream
1: flavor profile that he did. Uh, yeah,
0: that sounded really, really good. Um. Also, side note, I really liked Rowan's shirt.
1: <laughs> Me too! I told Saul <laughs> that the second that I saw it. I was like, oh, that's so good with those big flowers yeah, on it. and the black and white type. I yeah. really want that shirt.
0: Same. Um... Let's see. I like spiced chocolate, but I feel like most of the time that people do like a chili chocolate, it ends up being a little bit too spicy for me. I want to taste the chocolate before I taste the chili. And a, and so it's. I am curious to know how Dan's chili tort turned out. Um, yeah. I thought that Tasha sounded interesting, even though it sounds like it didn't go very well. The ginger... Um, And chocolate combination is really appealing to me.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Did any stand out to you? Uh, I guess the hazelnut and chocolate because I like hazelnut a lot. Mm. But man, this was just not my challenge. None of these. I could probably pass on all of these if if they were like displayed in front of me. I am not a big chocolate person. Oh man, I am a thousand percent a chocolate person.
0: I'm trying to think what I would do. You know what? Okay, this is what I would do. I would do, like, a red wine poached pear, and then yeah. I would do, like, a, a reduced red wine sauce or filling in the cake and have, like, the pears really thinly sliced on top, I and then maybe there's, like, a little bit of clove in there somewhere or cardamom. Oh, man. I just, that sounds... <laughs> that sounds really good. Delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think... I'm trying to think of, like, combinations that I like with my chocolate. Hazelnut's probably... The winner for me, maybe banana, but banana in a tort seems like it might be too claggy. So I don't know if that would like fully pan out, but that sounds really good. I would eat a poached pear. That would also cut through some of that richness of yeah. like the density of that chocolate. Because you'd have like the lightness from the pear. Uh, yeah, that sounds good.
0: You should make that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so who did well? Um,
1: Rowan did well.
0: Oh, yeah. And I love when he finished it, how he's like, that looks so lovely.
1: I know. <laughs> Nikki did really well. She Hers did. was beautiful. Um, Maddie. Maddie is crushing it. And I'm going to be real. Sometimes you see guys come on here and you're like, no, a bro's not going to do this. And he is he crushing is doing it. <laughs> I am still cheering for Maddie. I love it. He's doing it in like a really humble way, though. He is. He like, I love how just surprised he seems to be at his successes and yeah I think if he
0: was you know slaying and he knew he was slaying and he was acting like he was slaying it'd be a lot
1: less fun to watch but he always seems so surprised when he does well totally <laughs> yeah I I'm glad Maddie did well you know there were a lot of fails Josh didn't do well Christy Dan Tasha Saku I'm not a chocolate cherry
0: person no so anytime there's um what What is
1: that? Chocolate cherry cake? Black forest cake? I am not that woman. Yeah, and so Dana also... Dana and Christy did cherry. Um, I'm trying to think of Dana's... Oh, Dana had a lot of height on hers, which was
0: cool. She also had <clears throat> a white chocolate mascarpone mousse that sounded really
1: good, despite the cherry. I'm always so curious about white chocolate, but... It's really hard to work with, and I've only had bad experiences, so I'm impressed when people stick with it. Well, speaking of, I feel like that's a great way to transition into our technical. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck even was that? That was wild, just microwaving your white chocolate to cook it like that. Have you done that? No. Well, I mean, I have microwaved white chocolate, but I haven't caramelized it.
0: Um. So it, from what I understand, it was basically six individual cheesecakes with like a classic Odie base. Mm-hmm. And then it, w- it was a cheesecake with a caramelized white chocolate filling. This was the part I didn't understand. I didn't know if the caramelized white chocolate was like mixed into the cheese.
1: Yeah, cake. it is. Okay. And then they bake it.
0: Because I felt like they didn't really show that part very well. It was just like we were so focused on the timing of the caramelized white chocolate and then all of a sudden the cheesecakes were in the oven. So that part was a little confusing to me. And then it had like a blackberry, a layer of like a blackberry
1: gelatin, Mm -hmm. which I thought it was going to be like a jam, but it was had to have been a A gelatin. Yeah, it was a disc of gelatin. Like they were like cutting it out and plopping it on there. Full with then on the top the chantilly cream. Yeah, I cheesecake is always so hit and miss for me, and I like cheesecake when it's really really good, but these didn't really call to me. I'd be
0: interested to try the caramelized
1: white chocolate and cheesecake because I think... Same. If you...
0: I mean, I don't really want the berry shit on top. I'd probably do almost like a salted chocolate or something with it. But I think that if you were able to kind of get that nuttiness from the caramelized white chocolate, it could be really good. But in my head, I keep thinking of like a brown butter flavor, and maybe that's not what it is.
1: Maybe we should try this and just see what it tastes like. Okay. Without the berry. I'm with you. I don't like fruit with my, my desserts. I don't know. Fruit's not a dessert. Unless you're a banana and you're caramelized. Or you're banana bread.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to know how the cheesecakes tasted. They definitely weren't that appealing looking. And it, it looked like a really hard technical because a lot of people's cheesecakes
1: looked really bad. Yeah, texturally. So every time I've made cheesecake, and I'd imagine it's the same for you, I do it in a springform pan. Yeah, and my cheesecake is very, very, very creamy, and theirs look very puffy and almost kind of, like, cakey, and so I'm also, like, it looks similar to a cheesecake, but it didn't look like cheesecake that I'm used to eating. We're not eating Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. It did look more cakey. You're totally right. Well, when Maddie pulled his out, and they were super puffed up, I was like, he fucked up. Well, it looked over. Cooked for sure yeah it I don't know it was a whole bizarre thing you can find the recipes for the technical challenges online oh interesting so well when there was that part
0: where Rowan is just manhandling his cheesecake out of the mold Uh, and I was I had my hands like kind of partially covering my eyes because I couldn't even handle watching someone
1: take it out of a mold like that oops I yeah that happens that happens a lot when you watch the kids bake where you're just like oh they they lack Vinesse, the finesse <laughs> and coordination to like carefully do this and like yeah, watching Rowan just like manhandle that thing out of there and oh break my it gosh. in half, buddy. <laughs> Slow, deliberate movements. Oh man, yeah, that was brutal. Did not enjoy that. Um,
0: I just have to say, if I could
1: just take
0: us shortly through a Rowan's journey of this technical challenge. He was one of the people that didn't, he had to start over on his chocolate because he burnt it. When he said that his bursts were going to be a minute and a half on medium, I was like, no, that's too long. Too long. A minute and a half is not a burst. That's not a burst.
1: No, 20 seconds is a burst. A minute and a half is you fully cook something in the microwave. My dinner is warmed up in less than a minute.
0: Yeah. So then he burns his chocolate, which I was like, saw that coming. And then he says, I'm going to set up a charity for everyone who has had to work with burnt white chocolate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rowan is really so relatable for me all season. You know, the bread week thing where Paul told him it was horrendous. Oh yeah, or something—some monstrous, horrible, hideous. hideous. (laughs) I looked at Saul and I was like, I would have just absolutely burst into tears, like uncontrollable tears. I would have been inconsolable. And like Rowan is just really hanging in there, and I feel like he's relatable and he's holding it together and he's lovely. And oh man, I'm not sure. I think I think he might be just a little out of his element. Like he's clearly talented, but this is not an environment in which he's excelling.
0: He had, since we equated Abby to Hermione earlier um, on another podcast, I would say he has like Neville Longbottom energy Yeah, where something is always
1: about to go wrong and you're just like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. And he's going to grow up and it's going to be great, but he's not there yet.
0: Oh, I really, he is making this season enjoyable for sure. He is. He is a character. So the results are Roan got third. So even though he... I don't know how he managed to get third, to be honest. Everyone else must have done really bad. And then we have Maddie in second. Hell yeah. And Dan is yeah. first. Not surprised by that. Well, Dan had a really bad week last week. He and did. so he is trying to. He's got to pull out the stock. Well, and Paul even kind of called him out on it. He's like, I'm looking for you to do well again this week.
1: Yeah, good. So no pressure. Good. No skating by. Um, anything else about the technical? Uh, no, I'll just say at the
0: end, Saku's crazy laugh and just being like, well, we'll just see how tomorrow goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Saku was really struggling this week and she kind of struggled a lot last week. So She did. I'm, I'm nervous for her. She's bringing Francis energy for me where she's yeah. got really great style on things, but she's not executing flavor as well as she needs to.
0: I really want her to stay just because I think that her personality brings so much to this season just because... I don't think very many of these people are very
1: charismatic. Well, you've got Nikki, Rowan, Saku. Tasha's fun. Yeah, I like Tasha. Um. And Maddie. Maddie is really I Maddie is like low-key somebody like that I would want to hang out with. Like he is funny on a he's not as he's not a big personality, but he's definitely holding his own. But yeah, Josh and Dan, I like struggle to even remember their faces. I'm always like, who is that? Christy. Christy. Also, yeah, it's just such a I hate, like, sorry. I don't mean this as offensively, but like, just boring people. Yeah.
0: Dana has some good one liners. Um, her, per- like, she's someone I would definitely hang out with. Uh, she's got amazing
1: fashion too. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, I just think, and you know what's sad is that I think, like, Nikki, Rowan, and Saku, who are, have the most personality, are kind of like always
1: fighting it out at the bottom.
0: I know. <laughs> so they're definitely, I, it'll just be interesting to see
1: how long they last. Yeah. Hopeful, but. All right, showstopper. Ooh. This one, again, the heat in the tent. Oh my God, this was so stressful. Ooh. I guess one of the things we forgot to mention is Tasha fell ill. Oh yeah, she had like heat exhaustion. Yeah. So she she was out. So we did not get to see Tasha complete the showstopper. <clears throat> um so when they described what this showstopper was, I
0: I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like a chocolate box. Where there's a chocolate cake and there have to be also chocolates in the box. Yeah. That's I, a lot. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was until I started seeing people build it together. And that is a shit ton of work to do in four hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I There's so many ways for things to go wrong, as we saw. Like tempering chocolate to get your box to hold together. My God. Like, that's a nightmare. Also, just designing a box that goes together. Yeah. The the architecture of these things, difficult. Then you've got molded chocolates, also challenging because that never goes according to plan. Right. And one of the things that Saul pointed out as we were watching this is like when we watch higher skilled baking shows where like these people own bakeries, they are pros. They always make extra of something, I think because they can anticipate the things that can go wrong. So they're ready. But when you're a less skilled baker, I don't think you have time to make extra. And also, I think it's really, it can be unpredictable to you what could go wrong. Yeah. And so when you've got challenges like this, there's always just so many ways for things to not pan out. This was a, this was a hard challenge. Yeah, I think it was kind of terrifying watching it, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, I felt that way. Um, did anybody particularly stand out to you? I'm trying to think. For better or worse. Uh, I
0: thought, oh, well, I thought Dana's sounded delicious. Um, so hers was, she did the Cinderella carriage, um, which I thought was really smart just from like a construction standpoint. Prue's
1: comments on that were so funny. It's
0: like it looked better from far away. <laughs> from far, far away, yeah. And, and of course, Paul commented on the horses not having legs, which is just like, okay, well. Um, but it was like a white chocolate carriage. And then she had a cream cheese peanut butter mousse in the cake, which that sounds amazing. And then she also had like a salted caramel, something in there. And then her chocolates were cookie dough filling
1: and Irish cream. I would eat all of that. Oh, same. That all sounded phenomenal. A cookie dough chocolate is actually probably a form of chocolate that I would really appreciate. Yeah. Um, Same with Irish cream, really. Uh, Yeah. Hers really, I agree. I, I liked hers. um, Everybody else's maybe fell a little flat for me. Christie's was stunning. It was beautiful. Watching her pull that out of that mold, she ended up cutting the mold. Which was smart, honestly. So smart. Trash the mold. It doesn't matter. You're never going to make a chocolate box again. Yeah. But again, it still felt kind of boring to me, even though. Well, her <laughs> flavor profile, it was espresso, roasted hazelnuts. like
0: That all goes beautifully with chocolate, but it's just not very imaginative. You know, I think it's, I I like it when people take some of these, like, basic flavors, but then they do something a little bit original to make it their own.
1: Yeah, it, that's such a good, that's what I think it is, is, like, we're just not really seeing much of who she is. Everything is so, for lack of a better word, basic. Yes.
0: I think Dan's sound, like, I wouldn't eat Dan's, but I thought it sounded really creative. The pineapple, mango, rum raisins. Like, I thought it went really, um well with his
1: visual theme of the pirate chest right because it's yeah tropical like he did a good job connecting that all together i didn't like i like the idea didn't love 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 his execution but at least it was different and kind of had a connected theme yeah So i thought
0: nikki's flavors <laughs> sounded crazy <laughs> i mean she got good at she got a good review but it was chai lemongrass coconut orange liqueur it just seemed like a lot of flavors. And I I don't know if those flavors necessarily... The chai and the orange, sure. The chai and the lemongrass coconut? I don't know. I just was like trying to make sense of it in my brain.
1: Well, isn't that like a Thai... Yes. Tom something, the lemongrass and the coconut? Yeah, it's a, it's a Thai soup. Yeah. So like, you know what? I only know it as a sour beer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Shades Brewing. Shout out to Shades.
0: But I I think of, like, chai as more of, like, an Indian spice, you know? Yeah. And then the lemongrass coconut is more of, like, a Thai flavor. Well,
1: they're earthy, though. That's true. But, like, you're right. I'm with you. Like, I'm not entirely sure. I'm trying to envision those two flavors together in my head, and I can't do it. But also, like, I guess you're kind of in the same theme. So if it does, if if you flavor things correctly and they don't overpower, maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe. Creative. This is the thing that always blows me away by people is, like, I would have never in a million years pulled lemongrass out of my ass as, like, an ingredient to use in a a chocolate dessert. Right. It's so cool to me when people do stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And that's what, like, she got a great review, which is so, you know, good for Nikki because Nikki's been struggling a little bit. Um, But I was just like, wow, that flavor
1: profile is wild. Yeah. Um... I just want to say, we talked about this off the mic, but Josh piping, that terrible piping, like do not stay in the lane of like what you think you can do well and freehand rushing piping unless you are a very skilled piper is not the move. Like don't do it. Don't do it. I think that was also something else I was
0: like half covering my eyes watching. Because like that looked like the kind of pipe work I would be doing
1: and you shouldn't be presenting that. (laughs) No. Also, see, this is the thing. We were we were talking about gingerbread houses earlier. This is why you also pipe stuff on when things are flat, because getting that angle cleanly when it's already all structured is even harder to do. Like he just ran out of time. He should have piped all of that before he constructed the box.
0: Yeah, so Jess and I are talking about gingerbread boxes and she's talking about how you should decorate each piece of the house flat, let it dry, and then glue your house together. And I was like, I have never done that. (laughs) I have always decorated the house after it has been assembled.
1: (laughs) And she kind of blew my mind because I was like, that makes sense. But also, I've never done it that way. (laughs) It's a pain in the ass. Um, But yeah, that's what he should have done because that gives you, you you have... You're not as shaky and you're not at a weird angle.
0: Yeah. I we were also talking about other things he could have done. Like he could have made a stencil and like sprayed yes. edible um paint onto the sides. He could have had like an alphabet mold where he punched out the stuff in chocolate.
1: I just felt like there were so More many things. More chocolate would have done. been smart. Yeah. Yeah. So many things so other than just like rushing that was oh. not stellar. That, that's hard to look at. That was rough. And I just felt for him when he's like, my chocolate didn't temper. Like, ugh. yeah, that's how I feel oh. 50% of the time tempering chocolate. And then there's Rowan's box that's supposedly
0: a paint box, but it, oh, oh my God. Rowan's
1: box. I know it Rowan. It was so bad. The
0: story was so cute, how he wanted it to be like his grandfather's paint box. And so I was, Um. side note, The illustrations they show kind of explaining people's bakes, that is like my dream job. I I do not, first of all, I am not an illustrator, so don't (laughs) mistake me for saying like I want to do that. But like the idea of listening to these people's bake ideas and that someone is just illustrating these and I just find that the illustration is so beautiful, so fun. It helps me visualize like what the person is trying to do. Um, so yeah,
1: you, I don't know. So I looked this up forever ago, but at least at one point, they drew those illustrations before they saw the end cake or the end product. That's pretty crazy. Isn't that wild? And they were for sale for a while. Like you could, there was one guy who was doing this. And so you could go buy prints of these bakes. I just, I think it's like such a beautiful little, um, Detail in the show,
0: where it feels very—I um, don't know—it just makes
1: it makes everything that the bakers are doing more personable. I agree fully. I love it. I actually, I'm glad we're bringing this up because I think I'm gonna go see if I can still buy prints. Yeah, um, I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So we see the beautiful like paint box version
0: of Rowan's <laughs> cake, <laughs> and then when he like shows it to Prue and Paul, oh. It was so bad. Even his paints didn't even look like paints. Like, I know the box is one thing, but like what's inside the
1: box? Come
0: on, my guy. Yeah. And I love that Prue was like, if we had a slice of this at your house, it would really just be lovely. (gasps) Oh my God.
1: And Paul's like, I would kick
0: off. And (laughs) Rowan's response was, well, maybe you're not invited.
1: (laughs) Why is Paul so mean to Rowan? He's rude. Like outright just awful i of sorry. unnecessarily. yeah so. like paul paul has obviously been kind of like notoriously hard but it feels like he's being just a little bit cruel to rowan like telling him that it was horrendous or horrible or horrific or whatever each word he used and then this week to say that even if he's joking like Rowan's such a nice guy. I know. He does not need sometimes. to be knocked down any more pegs. Especially when Rowan knows
0: how disastrous his cake box is. Yeah, he's not stupid. He has <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wow, I hated lot. that. Uh, um, Any more comments on boxes or cakes?
1: I'm proud of my man, Maddie. Oh, yeah. He pulled off a great one. He really did. Um, And I think this might be the first week where my, like, standout baker is also the star baker.
0: Oh, congratulations, Maddie. Yeah,
1: I I really, I enjoyed Maddie through all of this.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah. Hell yeah. So excited for him. And then because Tasha was ill, no one left. left. Yeah. I love that. I'm fine with it. I mean, setting us up for a hard week next week, Um, Ooh. I wonder what week it the week. Oh, is. I know. Oh, what is it? It's
1: pastry week. Oof.
0: Okay. So it's going to be a competitive pastry week. Very. Um, but yeah, nobody went home, which honestly, this week was so stressful to watch just with like the heat in the tent and like
1: navigating the chocolate. So I think everyone was just happy they survived. I agree. And I'm happy everybody survived. I mean, I think that there are clear people who probably aren't going to hang for much longer. But there's a people with the most personality. So I'm grateful we get them for one more week. My honorable mention will be Nikki because I feel like Nikki actually
0: picked up her. She did. She showed us what she's made of. of. Like Nikki probably can hang. She should stay. Like I was impressed with her creative flavors. I was impressed with some of her results and her critiques. Like I feel like Nikki has kind of just been hanging in there. And this week, I think that she was actually a competitor. Hell yeah. I would agree with that. That's really, that's, yep.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Way to go Nikki.
0: All right, should we talk about
1: well, which one do you want to talk about first, Golden Bachelor or Paradise? Let's talk about Golden Bachelor first this time. So, okay. I'm 3 episodes through. I'm at least that far if not farther. Okay. Um we both did not like episode 2. I yeah. feel like they really got it together for episode three.
0: Yeah. And the talent show was so fun. The talent show
1: was amazing. Like, and I think that this is something that only older women could be this good at. Yes. Because like when you're in your early twenties, it's so hard. Like you're uncomfortable. You're not sure who you are. You're figuring too many things out. You haven't had time to develop your talent. I'm sorry. Like unless you're a prodigy. So like to watch a bunch of women in their 60s and 70s get up there and just nail all of these things. They were funny. They are talented. And most of them with so much confidence. Yes. It was such a pleasure to watch. I (laughs) really, truly, that might be some of the best television I've been able to watch was these, (laughs) these women just absolutely crushing it.
0: And how supportive they were of each other. Yes. And that they were all excited about how talented they all were. I think, wait, is it Leslie that was the dancer? Yeah. That was the one thing that
1: I was like, Leslie, you're taking this a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that
0: kind of changed the tone for It a also second. made
1: me sad to like hear her interpretation of how she did. And she thought there's no way that Gary would like turn her down after giving him a sexy dance. And it's like, I'm sorry that everything up to this point has led you to believe that you are only capable of being sexy. And, like, that that's going to be the thing. And, like, that almost, it just made me a little sad for her because, like, she's such a talented dancer. She was doing so good to begin with. Yeah. And everyone was really impressed. Yeah. And not to knock her, like, I get it. You should be able to do what you want to do. But it sort of felt like she did it by her own commentary because she thought that that was what would win.
0: But then it was confusing because she also said, like, I don't want to just be seen as a sexy dancer. So don't. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, well, <laughs> that was just a little bit confusing for me. I like Leslie. I was just, oh, trying I do too. To I think she's so fun. Where, her, why she was doing what she
1: was doing. And then, of course, we have Joan's poem, which was so cute. Joan's poem. I was so nervous for her. I'm like, ugh, are they going to make me like secondhand embarrassment? Like, is this going to be the nail in the coffin for this? Like, I'm not going to end up enjoying it. Wow so funny. So funny. So poignant for the moment. Like she, I, I, I have new words. I was so good and just like really personable. I think it really, I, um, like she
0: was kind of able to make fun of herself and how nervous she was and do something that was like in her comfort
1: zone. Um, yeah, I, I think she did great. I loved it. She definitely deserved to win the date too. But then that ended so tragically because her daughter having a really difficult birth.
0: I hope her daughter and grandchild are okay. God, me too. I Gary was really sad that she was like, I think he did understand, yeah. but him saying, like, I'm so disappointed, like, oh. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a great connection. I hope I hope Joan finds amazing things. I don't know. Maybe there's a chance she could come back randomly, like, towards the end of the
1: season. Maybe, as like a... maybe Joan could be our golden bachelorette. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. That would be awesome. Right? I would love that. She was very fun to watch.
0: I uh, just think that the group date really helped turn my attitude around. Same. Because I was
1: really struggling after episode two. I agree completely. Like, I am actually excited this weekend to knock out some episodes. Um yeah, I think I'm only I've only watched three, and I think at this point we're at five. Oh shoot, I don't know
0: where we are. Um, who does he go on the one-on-one on this episode with? Was it the Pretty Woman date? It was the Pretty Woman okay, date, it's Ellen. <clears throat> I I just don't know what episode that's on, so that's why.
1: I, yeah, yeah, it um, was it Ellen the Pretty Woman date.
0: Okay, so with Michael Costello, um, which I think he is a he's originally from Project Runway. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Michael Costello got his start on Project
1: Runway, and you're a resident fashionista, so I I defer to you on all of that.
0: Uh, well, I think that's right. But, okay, so Michael Costello brings in all these dresses. Ellen gets to pick the dress, and then she goes on this like beautiful date where they go in a hot air balloon, and it's he, um, Gary is saying that he feels like he can be. The most himself around Ellen, and he's just looking for more of, like, a romantic connection.
1: Yeah. I thought that date was sweet. It always makes me laugh. She made the exclamation of, like, look what Gary put together. And it's like, Gary did nothing. (laughs) Gary did not do this date, so don't get it twisted, girlfriend. Like, this is not what you're in for by marrying Gary. You are going to get the vacation house on the beach. Yeah, But Gary didn't do this. Maybe you won't be getting diamond earrings all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. Diamond earrings. Those were some honkers, too. Those had some diamonds in them. I'm actually glad about that because like good give them something that she can
0: earrings wear. (laughs) I like Ellen. I love her energy. I love that Gary feels like comfortable being around her. I would say Ellen is one of my personal front runners. Um Okay. Yeah, I think that they are cute together. I don't know if they have as much chemistry as he has with some of the other women. I agree. But I do
1: like Ellen. Yeah, I think Leslie actually might be up there for me, despite the sexy dancing. Like um, but then we can't can't stop talking about this without talking about the Kathy and Teresa of it all.
0: Okay. So the way I understand it is Teresa was talking to Kathy. I think, okay. This is classic Bachelor. So Teresa had the first one on one, and basically we the first one on one is a blessing and a curse. Absolutely,
1: it is because
0: you initially feel like you have this strong connection that nobody else understands, and then you have to watch him go on one-on-ones with all these other people,
1: right? Which is hard, yeah. And like you're excited because you had this connection and it feels really good. And I think there probably is also, especially if you have like any sort of underlying anxiety, you want to connect with people in the house. And what else do you have to connect over except for the one thing you think you have in common, which is Gary. So I kind of understand it, but also I know you and I in the past have been annoyed with the women who go around and can't drop the fact that they were the first one-on-one with that connection. So I just think it's kind of a lack of self-awareness. Like when you're all dating
0: the same person, and there are friendships in the house where I think this is different, where you can just confide in each other and be real with each other, but. I think that Teresa's maybe lacking some self awareness, and she maybe is also coming operating from like an insecure place of like wanting her connection to still be as forefront and real as she experienced it to be. I could see that. And so she's kind of just running her mouth to anyone who will listen about her connection with Gary.
1: Yeah. This also makes me laugh a little bit. So Kathy talks about quorum, which is the second time that I've heard this word. Like, Friday, I had a funny little work thing happen where that was brought up in a negative way. And then to hear it on The Golden Bachelor just really made me laugh. And that Kathy just feels like Teresa has no quorum. <laughs> Isn't it decorum? <clears throat> no. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, I always thought it was decorum. But um, maybe I actually don't think I have the best hearing in the world. So it very well could be really quick as an aside, Mandy has a very good ear and she listens to our podcast and like catches things. Saul and I were driving somewhere and listening to a podcast like loudly through the car speakers and he's like, can you hear that? Like, no, I'm tone deaf. I think literally I can't hear certain things. So depending on the pitch, I just miss miss things. So maybe it was decorum. Well, Joe has a better nose (laughs) and I have better ears. So
0: (laughs) I have to have like one sense. (laughs) I like it. But I think so, Teresa, who is probably also operating from a very insecure place because she has she doesn't have a strong of a connection with Gary yet. Really, uh, internalized. You mean Kathy? Sorry, yes. Teresa was talking to Kathy. Kathy is probably also operating from an extremely insecure place, and she really internalizes this and decides that she is really hurt that Teresa feels so comfortable kind of just running her mouth about her connection with Gary. And she thinks that Teresa is acting like she's got it in the bag and that the rest of them should just pack their bags.
1: Yeah, which is not how I read that. Me neither. And Kathy is kind of um, no nonsense. But like that only kind of works if you're right. But I felt like she really shut Teresa down.
0: Well, I think that, like, Teresa, after she realized what was going on, she was so, um, I guess, horrified that she made someone feel that way. And I feel like she tried to talk to Kathy and apologize and fix things. And Kathy was not open-minded to any apologies or reasonings
1: behind Teresa's actions, not at all. She was pretty harsh, um but then can we talk about? the ending where Teresa turns to Kathy and is like yeah he came up to my bedroom when I was sobbing that was so stupid I know oh my I'm gosh, like she didn't learn anything Teresa you clearly Ugh. do not have the ability to take in new information and change oh your gosh. mind about something that was like in that moment I was like maybe Kathy's right <laughs> I, Kathy immediately was like that's something that you shouldn't tell anyone and like, that probably is true because it is so hard when you don't have those connections with the, the other women in the house and that trust. It Even if Teresa isn't trying to intimidate or make anybody feel bad, inevitably, that is just how that's going to play out. Like, Teresa really just I think lacking she just, awareness. Yeah, I think she's it's just It's not like- malicious, but she's just not… And you can't fall back on that as an excuse to no. like hurting other people like okay Kathy told you why did you literally turn to Kathy and do the exact same thing it kind of felt in the moment like a
0: like she was coming from a place of being like territorial of like yeah well he might have he might have given you a rose but when I was upset he came up to the bedroom to make sure I was okay I think
1: Gary was just lost (laughs)
0: It, it did you know not what I mean read, it, it yeah. It kind of felt like she was competitive in that moment of, like, but it was like, my dude, were you
1: not just a part of the entire, like, awkward conversation the two of you just had? Well, didn't Kathy then make fun of her for maybe being just, like, a little slow to the uptake of, like, just kind of standing there, batting her eyelashes, yeah, looking she around? She totally did. <laughs> that might actually be the correct read. And that's okay. Wait. Everybody doesn't have to be the smartest, the most aware. Uh, like… Teresa's head's in the clouds a
0: little bit, and she's not really paying attention. I know people like that. Yeah. Like, you
1: can just talk at them and, like, like they're not malicious, but no. also sometimes they're not helpful either. No. And it also doesn't lessen the hurt of, like, not being heard on Kathy's end of things, too. You know? Like, man, damn, dude, I just told you. I think these women are op- are <clears throat> operating from two very differing extremes. <laughs> yes. So to that end, I'm pretty excited to like yeah. see how the show continues. I'm liking the connections. Gary continues to be really enjoyable to watch. I think I like his engaging with all the, the different women and the ways that they connect with him. I will just say that I have
0: enjoyed it more. I mean, the, like, thank goodness the talent show was better. But I also, I'm just going to admit that I kind of needed some of these uh, little pockets of drama for me to be like invested. And as much as I love how sweet Gary is, and I love how sweet the ladies are, it's like I'm watching reality television. Like I need people to start stirring the pot a little bit. As much as this is like a beautiful fairy tale, well,
1: Teresa's your
0: your, I know. your Thank woman. Thank God
1: for Teresa. Honestly, and Kathy too. Like, give it to her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. But yeah.
1: So, paradise. Yeah. Wow. I have really quick. What happened to Kat last week was not okay. Like, I hated that. Aaron is on my shit list. He can suck it. I I really don't like him. Okay, so let's rewind a
0: little bit. Uh, Wells starts this truth <coughs> box where people can basically just write whatever the fuck they want on a piece of paper, put it in the box, and then eventually Wells is going to read some of these like yeah. periodically, which in theory, I do think it's kind of like a funny thing that's, like, an easy way to spark drama, but it looks like one person just wrote a bunch of stuff and put it in the box, and then Aaron S. had, like, an idea that he's probably going to go home because he doesn't have any more connections, and decided to light Paradise on fire and just smash the box open.
1: Yeah, and then read all of his own, because Brayden was clearly filling that box with Rachel and Brayden should make out. Yeah, which was kind of hilarious. (laughs)
0: I'm happy for them.
1: (laughs) Me too. For now.
0: For now. I don't don't know if they actually see them going anywhere, but like right now, I am like all about it.
1: Oh, I hope they have the best paradise. I really do. They seem like they're both really attractive people. They seem like they're on the same level. Yeah. Like, live it up. Uh, But Aaron S. breaking that box and then reading all of his mean, misogynistic comments about Kat. And then stupid Tanner. Yeah.
0: I, it was, like, a really rough night for Kat, for sure. I think that she definitely was probably feeling teamed up against. Uh, I don't think that Aaron S. had any business um, bringing what happened to Braden and, and Kat to, like, he, he felt like he owned that responsibility to have this conversation with her.
1: And that was, like, very bizarre to me. I don't know where that was coming from. Yeah, that was, like, that is... I'm trying to think of like I don't want to I don't want to sensationalize the behavior, but that sort of aggro aggression that he showed of like no this is my opinion of you woman doing this wrong and I have every right to come up to you make you feel uncomfortable and get in your face and do that like that's not safe like get out of here like that was really aggressive behavior that just was unnecessary like Aaron can shit on Cat all he wants to Brayden. But like Aaron did not need to confront her the way he's that he not did. involved <laughs> in the relationship between Cat and Brayden, and Brayden is clearly fine. Yeah, Brayden he's was going always after Rachel. He was never going to be successful with Cat. Like that was not going to pan out. I'm sorry. And honestly, clearly he had attention for Rachel and just needed, you know, space to recognize that.
0: Yeah. So that none of that really made sense to me. Um, Cat gets really upset. She's. Yelling in the ITM room, which I think this was like probably um, amplified in the edit. People
1: could hear it because they were talking about it, but I don't think it was as loud as the edit was showing us. Also, I, as somebody who is just naturally a very loud person, I relate. I project. And then you put any ounce of passion in me, good or bad, I'm too loud. And I feel like Kat is like kind of similar to me. Like she just, she projects. Well, I really enjoyed watching
0: her yell at the ITMs. I I was here for it. I was like, dude, you guys, you say what you need to say. I do think that cats. uh just knowing what happens next week, I'm just saying w- we might be in Kat's storm right now, and we'll, we'll. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Me too. Um, because like something that I'm confused about is Kylie literally did the same thing that Cat did. And nobody's like crucifying
1: Kylie. Exactly. It really does feel like Cat is unfairly being ganged up on. Yeah. So, like, while on the one
0: hand, you know, I think what she did to Braden is messy, but also it's Paradise and Paradise is messy. And yeah, I is think Sean other pe-
1: gonna get crucified? Yeah, like a ton weight? of
0: other people have done similar things, where it's like. Why, like, why are we still worried about the cat and Brayden thing? Like, let's move on. It doesn't even seem like on this episode that Brayden is that upset about it anymore. So, why are we still like doing this song and dance about the cat and Brayden thing? Yeah,
1: it's very sexist. It's misogynistic. It's not good. It's just like cat. Cat is clearly rubbing some of these men the wrong way, and I think that that's the men's problem, not cats. And these guys are being really stupid about it.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I will say. Then my hot take is, I like Brayden.
1: <laughs> I find I'm him very entertaining. I'm actually really <laughs> enjoying Brayden this season, too. This is like the Shanae turnaround. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I, I find his
0: weird presence on the beach pretty
1: refreshing. <laughs> I am 100% with you. I just, and I actually feel like all of this was instigated by Aaron S. in a lot of ways. I feel like Brayden was just sort of like, oh, that's kind of funny. But like, it really did feel Aaron S. fueled and led. Well, it feels like it feels like Brayden
0: wasn't even really paying attention to that because he was worried about the Rachel thing, which I would love to talk about Let's the Rachel-Sean-Brayden triangle because Sean was stupid. So I don't stupid. know how he thought he was just going to like go shoot a shot with Jess and not like turn everything to a shitstorm with Rachel.
1: Because aren't Jess and Rachel friends? friends? Yeah. Like, they hang out. They go on vacation together. Yeah. So like one that Jess was Dumb. never. Also I I told you this a few weeks ago like Sean's kind of given me the ick and this and like going and shooting a shot with Jess and then also the way that he responded to Rachel and like being kind of like, I don't understand why you're so upset is like pinnacle ick. Like that is not okay. Like it is such a sleazy thing to do. Also, he's mad at Brayden for literally doing what
0: Sean did to Jess. Like Brayden was shooting his shot just because he
1: knew that he saw Sean going to talk to Jess. And Uh, Brayden actually had a better reason than Sean did to go talk to Jess. Blake and Jess seemed to be fine.
0: And I don't think that Brayden, the way he conveyed it, at least with what we saw in the edit, was like trying to fuck Sean over. I feel like he was just like, hey, I noticed that Sean's doing this thing. I was wondering how you feel
1: about it, because if you're open, like I'm open Actually, yeah, Brayden doing this made me laugh and I was here for it. I think he handled it well. I I was worried for him when Rachel's like, I need time. No, thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. I'm so mad and like she got up so and mad. I was like, shit, Brayden, you should have sent a messenger. She would have killed the messenger and then you would have been fine. But it ends up looking like it's panning out. Like she, yeah. she's into the Brayden thing.
0: Uh, at least for now, right? Like have
1: a have a couple
0: spicy days in paradise with with Brayden.
1: But I like the fact
0: that Sean tried to peg all of his bullshit mistakes on the fact that he was trying to blame everything on Brayden. And it's not and Brayden's like, fault. <laughs> like you should be mad at yourself. Like yeah, Brayden made it a little bit messier, but all of this is on you. Like you were the one that tried to shoot your shot with Jess. If you hadn't done that, none of this would have happened. And if Braden was interested in Rachel, he probably would have come and talked to you about it first.
1: Absolutely. But like the door was open. It was open. Ugh. Yeah, I loved it. I'm glad Rachel's okay. I'm, you know, uh, I really feel for Jess. And I love that she's like, I love you. I mean, you know, like not like love you. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh girl, this is why we can't just like run around telling everybody we love them.
0: But she was at least able to like hold herself
1: accountable to saying some hard things for Sean to hear. She she did. She no no no. She she did a good job. I just it made me laugh that like she was trying to soften that blow and maybe softened it a little too much.
0: Well, when Sean was basically like, "So, let me get this straight. You're open to dating other people, but not me." And she was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Ugh.
1: <laughs> good for Jess. Yes. I loved that. No, she, she did that well. But yeah, like Blake's not running around like, I mean, he was annoyed. Yeah. But like Sean's not going to get shit for this the way Kat's getting any shit for things. No, which is also
0: <clears throat> obnoxious. Um, And then we have the John Henry of it all.
1: That poor guy was so nervous, oh gosh, like shaking. So much shaking. Yeah. Um, I loved
0: Olivia being really into this. I was really happy he picked Olivia and not Kylie. Um, first of all, I don't know if Kylie would go on the date, but I just I I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad that he picked Olivia because of the, the fact that Olivia made him feel more at
1: ease. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Well, and to be determined if she's like really even into Peter all that much. I don't understand that but then she guess she comes back and she's kissing both guys like I don't know how this ends, which is wild oh, to she, me. She is she's the Bachelor of Paradise now. um I really. I get ick from Peter. I do too, especially after the dancing in front of Aaron S. and uh, Sam when he was trying, when Aaron was trying to have a serious conversation with her. And then sort of the way he just like systematically talked to all the women. Like, you're obviously beautiful. You're obviously beautiful. I'm I'm obviously the most attracted to
0: you because you're a hot blonde.
1: Yeah, it just, yeah, I I need Olivia to go with John Henry right now. And it honestly took me aback when they came back from the date and she was even entertaining, hanging out no. with Peter. Like, ew, no.
0: And we don't know that much about <clears throat> John Henry. I would say my first impression is he seems very shy and nervous. Um, so it's hard to, like, get a big glimpse on his personality. But from, like, from what I can see, I think he's, really cute I think he seems personable I think he seems I think it's cool that he has this career that he's really passionate about I don't know I like his
1: tattoos yeah he's hot uh I loved was it Aaron S that was trying to shit on Kat to John Henry who has like not been here for anything who was complaining to John Henry and he was just like nodding along with it and kind of going for it and like trying to 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 be a bro but having kind of a hard time it was so funny to me. I was like, he's so nice. Like, yeah, I'm I'm excited. John Henry is down on the beach. Another John came down too. Oh, the John from
0: Charity Season. I guess They're both John them. Henry was from Charity Season, but uh, the other John went farther in Charity Season.
1: Yeah. Excited for him to be there. Yeah, but I think he's going home. Yeah, he's... Because he took out... Uh, oh, Eliza. Eliza. He took out Eliza. And she came back and was like really into Aaron.
0: Yeah, so I think she's gonna give her rose to Aaron. I think so too.
1: Aaron being so mopey about that was like too much. I was like, Aaron- also him saying it was triggering. It's like, my dude, this is what you're signing up for. Yeah, don't come to paradise if you aren't okay with like losing potential interest. Also, he was the one who did that weird charcuterie board. Oh yeah, and that like now that he knows that she's like his special cheese. He doesn't want to share the charcuterie. And he's going to take that cheese everywhere. Bloody blood. blah was like, what is this this charcuterie comparison? I said, I didn't get it. Well, to be fair, I was like in the middle of making cookies. So I was only half listening, but it piqued my interest because I was like, what? So I didn't even hear all of it. But like, even when he came to his conclusion of it, I still just was like, this is the worst analogy I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it was not good. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and go re-listen to make sure that it qualifies as the worst, but I'm pretty sure it does. Like it just made no sense. Also, women do not want to be compared to charcuterie boards. Do not meat cheese, no. Sweaty meat and cheese. Also, charcuterie is something that you share. So, if you don't want to share something, you shouldn't equate a woman to a shareable appetizer. Could you imagine like making yourself a charcuterie board and like sitting down and eating it alone? <laughs> I mean,
0: that is something I would probably do, but that is made to be shared.
1: So yeah. I just think it's
0: like a really bad analogy. If you don't want to share the girl you're dating, don't equate her to one of the most shareable foods.
1: <laughs> also, don't equate women to things. There you go. Ah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about that, but also good for Eliza. I like Eliza. She's pretty. And she, I'm glad that she, um,
0: well, it was a little confusing because on the day with John, I was like, oh, she's into it. I thought so too. I was like, oh, Aaron's done. Yeah. And then she came back and she's like, Oh, I think I'm into you. I, so that was kind of entertaining to watch because I was like, Oh, I didn't know where which way she was going. Guess <laughs> yeah, she's
1: keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Um, and it does seem like this time, this season of paradise, we've got a we've got a more consistent flow. We're gonna get yes. a rose ceremony from the women. So presumably then the men will get it. Last season was like I don't think there were rose ceremonies. It was like it was guys two in a row. It was so ridiculous. So at least we're back to like. Well, you want to remember why it was because so many people self-eliminated. That's right. Ugh.
0: I I was telling Jess, I was like, I like the season because there aren't very many staple couples. I think the only ones that I would really describe that as are Jess
1: and Blake and Kylie and Avon. Is there any that I'm missing? No. And even Jess and Blake are interesting to me because, and maybe they're not showing them a lot because that's what happens like when you do have stable couples, which is probably why we're not seeing a lot of them. So I do think that that probably is right. That's an accurate assessment, but I'm still not even sure that Jess is like that into Blake. I think that, I don't know, we'll see what happens. That's fair.
0: Yeah. I don't think either of those staple couples are like, we're not getting, like, a Brandon and Serene out of it. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, like, we know for sure that neither of them would go on a date with someone else. Yeah. Um, I do think our two stapled couples are still up for, you know, like, if the right person came down, they would maybe go on a date. So, I think the season of Paradise is fun because we have so much more, like, people who aren't committed. There's more flow. There's more people open to possibilities. And I think it's just creating, I don't know, it's been a fun season so far. Yeah. There's a lot at play. There's yeah. a lot of people coming down and do a lot you think of interest. Who the new girl is that comes down at the end? Because someone said it was Katie Thurston, and I know Katie comes down to do some kind of, like, date thing, but I think it's an actual girl that with blonde hair that is coming down to date.
1: Hmm. <laughs> who, who could it be? So we had Clayton season and we had Zach season. They're blonde on Zach season. I know Davia
0: comes down and I don't remember her. She must be from Clayton season. Um, but she's brunette. And maybe it was, you know, maybe <clears throat> they're just trying to put us off with the edit and it's not a blonde girl, but the person they advertised had long blonde hair.
1: Interesting, Anyways. I can't think of who it would be. I'm trying to like scroll through, but unfortunately, the only people that are like coming to mind are already there. It's like cat and cat Katie is engaged to Zach. um Shanae is with somebody, so she's not making a another appearance. Guess yeah, we'll see, I don't know. We'll find out, and we'll tell you next week who that is.
0: yeah, <laughs> anything else? think so this was fun this was fun all right guys we hope you have a lovely halloween weekend and we'll talk to you next week
1: bye bye drama bonded is produced and hosted by jessica Brumbaugh and mandy booth our production manager and editor is solomon Brumbaugh. our theme music is by joe waters you can find more of his music streaming on the ep jupiter day watch music vocals by mandy booth graphic designer is pigeon house special thanks to everybody who has downloaded and listened to us We are so, so grateful for your support. Thank you.